Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The great Maya Angelou once said, Life loves to be taken by the lapel and told, I'm with you, kid. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Just Make The Thing. I'm Claire Tonti and this is a podcast about how to start a thing and keep on making it. Today I speak to Alexandra Khan or Ali as I've come to know her. She is a third of the team and brains behind the wonderful shirt company Mr Koya based in my hometown Melbourne. She's also a mum. She's got a business degree and a love of design. And she is also one of those humans who is trying to balance everything and do all of it with two gorgeous kids by her side. I met Ali while we were trying to work together uh, in a park with our kids and trying to figure out how to be mums as well as do the work that we wanted to do. And so far, we've done it pretty successfully, if I do say so myself. She has a lot to say about work-life balancing or not balancing, about what she's learned from running a small business, about taking risks and getting out there, and also just about the wonderful company that is Mr. Koyas. So if you want to check them out, you can go to mrkoya.com. But here she is. This is Ali. Oh, and also Sophia, her little seven-month-old joins us. So there's lots of gurgling in the background of this, but this is the real stuff. This is where it really happens when you're a mum or a parent. You bring your kids with you, and I think we need to do more of that in our work. So in order for us to be present and be part of things, kids are also there alongside us. Hello, so. Here Hello, she Claire. is. Oh, thanks and for coming over. Well. So good to be here. I love catching up with you. I know. It's been really fun. We're always calling each other being like, oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> this is a thing. Okay, juggling everything and somehow magically trying to make it all work. My favourite thing is messaging you and, like, it just starts with Claire exclamation mark, exclamation mark, <laughs> which just kind of sums up, I owe you stuff. Hey. Yeah, I know. I have it. I didn't get back to that email or that thing. Yeah. My favorite time was when you sent me a photo of a, of a pot that you left on the stove. <laughs> yeah, because you've got kids and I've got kids and we're both yeah. running small businesses. Well, not small, but we're running businesses, mm. I guess. Yeah, together and with our partners and it, all in the mix. And we've actually got another guest in the studio who's here with us today. Sophia, do you want to say Hi. And she's seven months, so she's sitting in a little bouncer next to us. Yeah, she's um, so, I think she has to be the most adorable guest I've had on the show. <laughs> and we get podcast dog in here, he's pretty cute, but she's just so, she's so happy just chomping on a mustic. Oh, is it yes. a mustic? Yeah. I think it's one, it's one of those teething, teething sticks, but teething she's sticks. finally gotten to the hang of like actually gnawing at it as opposed to just dropping it. So uh, it should keep her nice and she's quiet. She's kicking goals. Yeah. She's doing yeah. well. Wait, that's it. Yeah. Aren't you? She's beautiful. Oh, so gorgeous. Okay, so you run Mr. Koya, don't yes. you? The gorgeous t- I didn't say T-shirt, shirt company that we have been working with with Planet Broadcasting and it's been so much fun. So 
Oh, I have so many questions. My first one really is how did Mr. Koya begin? Where did it start? Yeah. So I think with a lot of businesses, you always start by trying to like solve a problem that you face yourself. Mm. And that was for um, Omar and Yemma, who are the co-founders with me of Mr. Koya. Mm-hmm. And they both you know, work in the city. There's They've always kind of loved short sleeve button downs. Mm. It's got that good kind of sharpness of, of a shirt to carry you through like, you know, work and all the way into like evenings and mm. it's good for a barbecue and it's getting like, it's, it's such a great versatile like mm. shirt. It's just really cool. But They're it's also cool. like they didn't have, a lot of them were just like quite, I don't want to say boring, but like, you know, just ho-hum prints and they mm. just didn't really feel like alive in them. Whereas yeah. like we exist to try and put more alive, more fun prints onto these epic like short sleeve button down shirts which are just super super versatile and then that really speaks to their personality so that's that's kind of where it all started and we come from I think we've all had a kind of a corporate background but there's always been like a design side to all of us so Omar and I met working together did you we did we did we were one of those like office couples um oh wow yeah 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 so we always kind of had that but we always both had like more of a a design bent so Mm. we you know I guess our conversations all started around like a love of photography and then you know a love of like music and and then I took like design classes and stuff like that so we were always kind of that was running parallel to like our mm. our lives, and and Yem is the same. Like he's always had like an eye for certain things, so it was you know, an interest of ours on the side that we then thought, you know what, we're going to jump into this. Mm. Where were you working together? We were working um, at Lendlease, it's a property developer. Oh wow, yeah. super different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. So I like my background was in accounting, but then I got more. like into product management around uh, environmental software Mm. that's how I that's kind of where I left up so I was always in a product developer product manager role and then that's really lent itself to running Mr. Koya because it's all around building a product building a business around a product and then that product needs to meet customers needs so it's been a an evolution so far which Mm. has been really good what was it like kind of, so you were both single and then you met Omar in the office. Were yep. you initially like, ooh, who's this guy? How did that come about? <laughs> Do you mind? Can I ask? How did that all come about? So we um, had, hello. Hello. She's got this big grin on her face. Hello, Sophia. This is going to go in your like little life box. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things where we were seated next to each other. We were never in the same team mm. at work, but um we were sitting next to each other on the floor and then we, you know, just you just end up conversing and you just end up, you know, building friendships and then all of your friends, your work friends are the same as his work friends and you end up at like, you know, just... I remember one of the first things we went to was because we're from Sydney originally, mm. we used to go to the City of Sydney talks where they would talk about these big goals that they wanted to do for the city, like sustainability goals. And so we would often just find ourselves at that at the same time. And then that's how it all kind of happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's good. Did he ask you out or did you ask him out? So he he asked me out, but then I was very quick to respond with a yes. So yes. It was like there was no playing 
cool. Like no. there, was, there was no like this is I, I you know, I'm gonna suss this out. It was just like, you know what? I mean, I'm just gonna jump whole in and yeah. it's just been it's been good. It was like a big you know, there's that there's that point where you think Oh, maybe I just I keep playing it cool and and I don't act too interested. But this time I was like all chips in. Oh wow! And it worked out, which is really nice. Yeah. Did you know that you guys would get married and all that <gasps> stuff? I hoped. I hoped. I always hoped so. Like mm. I think that's why my gut was just to go all chips in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It did. It just kept going. You know what I mean. You just yeah. hope it keeps going and it keeps yeah. going and and then that's where we are now yeah what what is it about Omar that you're like yeah you're the guy yeah um I think we're both very intentional with our lives and out those intentions have always aligned do you know what mm. I mean like so we're yeah. very we only do very specific things and those things have always been aligned and we kind of just we just work well together and I think the other thing is I, I know this is going to sound really strange but I loved the way we fought because the fighting style is so important. Like when you, because all couples fight. Oh, yeah. And when you fight, if you have an awesome fighting style where you can fight, you can get it all out and then you can recover super quickly. Like it's like, yeah, we can just scale this. Like so anything mm. that we do together, you know, there's always going to be, you know, arguments and disagreements. But as long as you can do that really well so yeah I think that's probably where where it was we were so so compatible when it comes to resolving issues and that's I think one of the things that helps enormously when you're running a business with your husband Mm -hmm. because you know you're layering problems essentially Mm -hmm. and you're constantly going between like a a work discussion and a family discussion and a social discussion and then you know your priorities you've got to layer all of those and, you know, you might have a family priority and a work priority that are the same level of prioritization, mm. but how do you kind of conquer and divide in? And so that's, that's been really good. Yeah. I, I totally, it's so interesting you say that about fighting because I think it's so true. It's not that great couples don't fight. It's that great couples have great communication yeah that's that? exactly it 100 percent. i yeah. think it and it, it, communication is success right like because mm. you're always going to have obstacles but you've got to get over those and communication is so so important mm. so yeah mm. yeah what has the running a business taught you about life um i think it's it's really brought to the fore how important this whole less is more concept is and we were talking about this last time where you know running a business you have to go all in like you you're creating something you need to give it your all but you burn out so quickly if you do give it your all and Mm. I think the important it's just the importance of restraint and the importance of learning what to say no to in life generally like that's what business has taught me you can't say yes to everything in business otherwise you can't get it all done Mm. and then you end up not being able to get the most important things done if you say yes to everything Mm -hmm. but and it's the same in life like you really have to choose what is most important to you and then say no to everything else Mm. um and there's that what's that saying it's like the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing And it's so, that's what it's taught me about life. Like pick a couple of things that's truly, truly important to you and then learn how to say no to everything else. Mm. 
That's huge. <laughs> it's just like simple but huge, isn't it? Because it's so hard, especially when you're a mum and a parent. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. What how, has it happened that you've said yes to lots of things and then learnt that the hard way? Yeah, and it's that whole you know, like an example, like when it comes to business stuff, right? I look after within within Mr. Coyer, I look after product and operations. And so that encompasses customer service and our supply chain and our digital operations and um, our office and, and you know employees mm. and all of that. So there's a lot of operational tactical to-do lists things that always need to get done. And I always say, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Load it on. I'll get to it. And, and then you're like, why is it that I can't sleep at night? Because I've got this huge to-do list because I keep saying yes to all of these things that they need to be done, but probably not by me. And so that's where I have to get, you know, I have to be super disciplined about learning to say, yes, that will get done but I will take instructions to give it on to someone else because I can't do everything. And then if you try to do everything, you don't really focus on getting the main things done. Because mm. as you know, your day, if, you, if you're taking a little one along to meetings, like there's only so much bandwidth you have. <laughs> and if you're trying to do lots of things, you never really get the big thing done that's actually going to move the things forward. Move things forward. Just really recognising it's my tendency to say yes but I have to kind of be very conscious to say no. Mm. And you said yes to me today and I really appreciate it. I know, but I feel like this is a really important thing. It's, I think these conversations are, and the other thing that it's taught me running a business is the importance of community. And we've always talked a lot about um, business synergy mm. and how important it is to uh, work with people that are really aligned. Mm. And so that in itself, like business community is so important and making sure you're aligned with good people. And I think that in terms of life, like it's also really important to have a good village that supports you as a mom because you can't do it all. So you need to have that village around you. And, you know, in our society that doesn't just implicitly come, you know, you have to actively build it. Mm. And I think that is also where you've got to say no to things so that you can build that. It's all it's all intermingled, isn't it? It's all intermingled. But um, I've because we, we run our business very similar to the way that Mr. Yeah. Coyer is run, which is another reason why we love working with you guys because it's all in the mix. Yeah, and I think that in the end, that means that you spend more time with the people that you love and your kids and everything. Mm. As hard as it is, it also means you're building something together, and that's fun and messy and life yep but it's better together than it is kind of separate for in our experience how has becoming a mum changed you professionally do Mm. you think I think you become a lot more confident I would have described myself before becoming a mum heaps less confident than what I am now because I think there's an element of going once you become a mum you then start to care probably a little bit less about what others' opinions of Mm -hmm. you are. So you kind of then go, you know what, I don't really care. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to say what I think. Whereas before becoming a mum, I probably was a bit more reserved. Yeah, and you're also exhausted. (laughs) Yes. So if you're so tired, you're just like, F it. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. 
let's just do this because yeah. I'm tired and this is this is what's working and, and I've got to get through. Definitely. And you lose that perfectionist trait that, you know, I think a lot of women have beforehand because mm. you're like, I don't have time to give it six iterations. Like we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Like we're just going to like, or even just prepare for things. You're like, I'm not prepared, but I'm just going to go with it because I don't have time to prepare. Like the conditions are always impossible. Yeah. <laughs> just always just... Yeah, exactly. You don't have time. I, when I was in my twenties, to sit under a tree and be like, when the vibe strikes, then I'll make my thing or do my professional thing or I don't know, take a risk. And now I'm just like, what time is it? Okay. He's asleep. All right. Let's do this thing. We've got to record it. Like even this morning for this podcast, I was just like, oh God, we've come back from the, I came out from a wedding over the weekend. I've got to, I'll text Ali and just see if she's available today. I should have messaged her last week and you were, and it's great. And I know it is. It's, and, and actually I totally agree. It's made me make more stuff yeah because I have less time to I don't know get in my head about it yeah absolutely and you're like this is important therefore I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna have a crack so it's more of a just a you become a lot less I feel in one way you you are kinder to yourself you don't have to be as I'm gonna say less professional because I don't have another word for it but like I don't think less professional is a word, but you're just like, let's just get this stuff done. Freer. Let's just get it yeah. done. You're freer to just give it a go. Yeah. And maybe that's more a thing that sometimes guys find easier. Yeah. Because I think this is generalizing, obviously everyone's different, but women in general can be much harder on ourselves mm. and not try something until we're a hundred percent sure that we know how to do it. Yeah. Whereas guys are just like, Oh no, I'm 10% sure, but I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll get in there and just sell myself. And, Absolutely. you know, and that often I think serves them really well yeah. in a corporate setting or in a business setting yeah. and taking those risks. And so it is really freeing Yes. once you do yeah. and you go, Oh yeah, actually I don't have to be perfect. Have you made like big mistakes that well, what, I guess my question is, what are your attitude to mistakes? What's your attitude? Have you had some big things that have happened that you wish you'd yeah, done differently? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've learned is, so like you're always going to have mistakes. And I think beforehand I thought, you know, mistakes were avoidable and mistakes were like if you didn't do things right. Mm. Whereas it's like you're going to miss, if you're doing anything, you're always going to have mistakes. So I like to think of it as, as long as we're going like fast enough, to like push us through the roller coaster of up and downs, you're going to go from like the downs to the ups quicker. So just keep going, like just keep the momentum up because it'll just, just like, if you keep the momentum up, it's just going to naturally push the roller coaster from the down up and it doesn't matter. You're going to go down again, but like, just keep trying to get through it. <gasps> you know what I mean? Yes. And so like, just yes. keep, keep the momentum up. But at a, you know, not at a velocity that's going to like absolutely kill you. Yeah. You don't want to burn out in the process, but just keep it enough. The the visualization I've got at the moment is I've got a three-year-old son and he has that, you know, wooden train set. Yeah. And you know, when you like push the little train pieces that are magnetized to each other mm. and you just push them, they just bump up and down the little hills. And yeah. it's like, that's it. You just have to keep going. Yes. You got to go through it. Yes. I love that idea. You just got to go through it. See, if anyone's out there, because some people listen to the show to help them make stuff, that is that is such an aha moment for me. I'm going to do an Oprah and be like, tweetable moment. Oh, my God. I, I have to mention Oprah at least once in the, in this show. It's really tragic. It's getting like an obsessive level of, of fandom. Mm. But I totally love that because that's exactly what it is because there's always another thing. Yeah. But there won't be another thing if you don't 
do, do the it. Thing. If yeah. you're not working on it, yeah. Um, what was that? Maya Angelou says nothing will work if you don't. Yeah. So even if it's half ass, half ass something is mm. better than nothing. Like yes. no ass, nothing. Yeah. 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 And the other aha moment I had the other day, which was I just like super clarified things, was are you doing it because it's going to make you feel important, or are you doing it because it is important? And it's like as soon as you start going because the work is important and you take yourself out of it, then you go, you know what, I don't even care if it's crap because it's actually not a reflection on me anymore. It's about the actual work and as long as we kind of just do whatever we can to get the work done, I don't actually care if I look crap in the process because I've distanced myself from it, if you know what I mean. Whereas I think in corporate, I was always, I was so concerned with my reputation, you know, because you didn't want to look stupid in front of senior people or like you didn't want to send an email that was dumb uh whereas now I'm like oh it's okay like we're just you know I try not to send dumb emails but like you know even if I haven't fully thought it through it doesn't actually matter that much because you're just still getting closer to the stuff that you want to create mm, absolutely yeah yeah and you're in charge of the ship you can create yeah. the culture yes exactly yeah. exactly and and it's just you know I try to now listen to like really fun music because it just makes you have a bit more fun with it and that's the most important thing with our branders and I think that's why we love our customers so much and the best thing is you know we've got so many amazing guys as customers from you know advertising on Mm. on your shows because we you know they're just so awesome to deal with like I love the customer service part of, of my role like it's we just get the coolest emails. We've got the coolest guys that are, you know, are buying from us. And, and it's as long as you're kind of having those human interactions and you're just putting your all in, then then you just make stuff because if you're having fun with it, you're going to end up mm. making better stuff than if you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that it all flows. Like if it comes from the right place, no matter mm. all the ups and downs, at the end of the day it will work and yeah. be successful because – it's coming from that place yeah. you know you just have to keep working and pushing and yeah. and they are I know we always say that that oh gosh this is gonna sound sappy now but we're so grateful for the community of Planet Broadcasting and the guys and, and girls too who are around us because they are just so lovely and and kind and respectful and funny. Mm. G'day my name is Sam and I produce the podcast Human Ordinary on the Planet Broadcasting Network. My podcast features stories about our relationships, culture, and all the things that make us human. I'm about to start season three of the show, and this year you'll hear stories from political activists, an archaeologist, aid workers, professional wrestlers, and some of my neighbours. These are stories about the extraordinary feat of being an ordinary human. So head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and check out Human Ordinary. That's human forward slash ordinary. Cheers. What kind of role does humour play in Mr. Koya? So I guess to kind of take you back on the journey of how Mr. Koya kind of came about, it's we landed on Mr. Koya because we've all, you know, we all do it. We we sit around catching up with some friends and you'll all share stories and we firmly believe that um, stories are such an important way for us to connect with each other Mm. and 
there's always a story that you know depending on like if you went for travels you're always telling like some stories that are so important to you it might have been when you were traveling 10 years ago and you met someone and they told you this or they had this amazing life experience that inspired you and you've always wanted to do x and and mr koya for us was that guy that you meet somewhere overseas and he's got all of these amazing inspirational stories and that you just feel like you're always remembering as you kind of go through your life and what we want to do is have shirts that have that sense about them so that when you're whole you know when you've got your shirt on when the guys are wearing shirts and it's not only like a bit of a conversation starter but you feel like you're going to have one of those days where you just got an epic day that's going to take you and it's going to be a memory exactly and it's going to be a memory that you know, it just lasts forever. And we've got a customer that his wife wrote to me um, like a month ago. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And she said, I've got to share this funny story because my husband, I asked my husband, like, what would you save if our house burnt down <laughs> and uh, and he said I would save my Mr. Koya shirts first Whoa. and so I know it was so <laughs> massive and so I was like first of all I was like please write that as a review yeah. I don't think she ever did but I was just like you know what that's exactly what we want we want our shirts to be collectibles like that always have that memory like I have a bag from my travels that I cannot part with because it has so many memories like just embedded in that bag mm that every time I look at it, like I just have this huge affinity with that period of my life and we want our shirts to be the same. Yeah, that's beautiful. You did really well. <laughs> I know you were freaking out, but it was really good. That's like, it's, and that's beautiful because that's what life's about, isn't it? It's about memories and fun and yeah. remembering a time when it's 3 a.m. and you're putting kids to bed that you were once free and sitting on a beach in Costa Rica or something. <laughs> but you, you know? weren't worried about water safety of yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. All, all getting sunburned. And <laughs> exactly, yeah. Where did you travel? Where did you go? So we, so um, at the end of uni, so I did, I did like a business degree, but then I did a sub-major in international business and then I, I just did four design electives because I did photography and design thinking and I always wanted to do that, but I had to try and fit it into a business degree. Um, so it's nice now that I get to kind of come full circle and I'm now using it. Yeah. Um, but that inter- that sub-major of international business, I studied overseas. So for six months I studied overseas and then I did well, about four months with the study component and then four months with just travel. So we did South America and Europe and America. It was wonderful. It was oh, so much fun. It was wow. fun. Yeah, it was that quintessential eight-month trip that just has so much stuff Bedded in it. And in fact, we have another Ali that works in the business and she's significantly younger than me. <laughs> and I was showing her photos of my travels and she said to me, she's like, wow, I've never seen a photo with a caption. You know how Facebook tells you when the photo was taken? Oh, yes, yes. It says 10 years ago. <laughs> and she's like, I've never seen a photo oh 10 God. years ago and I was like oh wow okay I feel I feel really oh old God. now I feel like these are my Mr. Koya stories yeah. and I was showing her 
<laughs> oh my god, that does make you feel really old. So old. It? It's so. I know because it's a time. I remember one of our friends was telling us their little cousin was looking at like um, a screen or something and was trying to like move the pictures across, but it was like a TV screen oh, and no couldn't and, like couldn't didn't have the swipe. Like, wouldn't swipe. <laughs> And it's like that kind of stuff. It's so crazy, isn't it? How much technology has changed. And there's kids that are born now who have never not known touch screens and yeah. be able to just take photos from their pocket. And like yeah. I remember going traveling and putting in my film to yeah. like, but to see like, would I look good in the photos? I don't even remember <laughs> what was on my Kodak roll of film. And then you'd go to the chemist the next day and get it back and scroll through. And I know it's so weird, isn't it? It's, it's so how strange. It's changed. But yeah. Yeah, travelling does teach you so much. It is. And it really, I think, you know, you talk about, like, the things that change you. Like, obviously, becoming a mum changes you and then all the things you learn by running your own business changes you. And I think, like, like, I know it's so, you know, cliche that travel really does change you, but you do have a lot of experiences that have a huge impact on the rest of your life. Mm, absolutely. So what is some? do you have a couple that, or one, any moments in particular that you think changed you from your trips? Um, did I do? I remember I camped for a bit of my trip and I look back at how risk-free I, like, so I, I didn't care so much about, you know, my possessions or anything like that. Like I remember camping in a, just a public camping spot in Italy and initially I, I was concerned about, okay, well, how do I like lock this tent up? Right. Mm. Like, and I've got all of my stuff in there. And then you think, well, if anything, if anyone wants to get in, they're just going to cut through the tent. So mm. like, there's no point locking the tent. What are you going to do? And then that's where you just think everything is less valuable than what you think it is from a possessions mm. perspective. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that was a bit of a moment of just kind of like letting go. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter. You, you know, this isn't like the worst case scenario. It, worst case scenario actually happened because I, in overseas, for some reason, the ATMs, they give you your cash before they give you a card. I don't know if you've had this happen to you, but I was waiting for a bus. And so I got my cash back and I bolted for the bus because I just arrived. And then it popped out my ATM card. And so I had left without the ATM card, which is my access to cash. And so I literally had no money except for this amount. And, um, you know, but even that, it doesn't really matter. There's ways around you know, everything. getting that card back and, you know, everything. There's, there's always... Isn't that a rule for life and I guess business as well, that there's always a solution? There's always yeah. there's always other ways around things and if you, yeah, if that kind of understanding of like not sweating the small stuff and, yeah. and when you're in crisis, kind of understanding that it will all work out somehow yeah. Yeah, is a really good thing to learn. Totally, but I think you also need to learn how to play offense and defense. And you can't do it all at the same time, but you have to protect the downside. So, for example, like I was before we came here, Omar and I were looking at insurance policies because the boys are heading over to LA tomorrow, um, which is going to be really exciting because we're meeting with some, you know, like PR partners and, and partnerships in, in the US. But I asked him about like one of the worst case scenarios would be that either of them got injured and didn't have appropriate travel insurance Mm. and we would be up for, you know, hospital bills and stuff in the US. So like as long as you're always thinking about protecting the downside by putting insurance things in place and that, then it's not going to get so bad. 
But as long as you're kind of pushing forward as well as having some of those protections. Safety and security. Safety, yeah. yeah. So that it's not super bad, then, then you're okay. Mm. Um, you don't have to worry about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the barefoot investor actually. I oh, love really? That book. He talks a lot about that, like that you – because his house burnt down. He bought okay. and he saved all his money to buy this house with his family. He had a little – like kids and his house burnt down and he said the reason he wrote his book is because he looked at his house burnt down and went it's okay I've got this because yeah. he'd put all the insurances in place and had all the say had some savings and had some action plans and had people around him to help and yeah. and so when he lost all his possessions like that and they all burnt down he sort of realized that as long as everybody was came out safe and mm. even then if you know, I think life things go wrong mm. it's great to kind of have an action plan isn't yep. it and know you that's kind of being a grown-up adult person is putting it totally is. barriers and safety things in place so that you've got yeah. escape routes and 100 percent. you know yeah like a, James always calls it like a he sort of built himself a life raft that mm-hmm. turned into a ship, which is what yeah. part of broadcasting is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to have sort of things in place to protect it. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh, we're becoming real adults now, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of amazing. So did you have any other ideas for your business, like what you would do together before you started Mr. Sequoia? Or was that you came up with the concept of Mr. Coyer and then was like, well, this has to be what we do? Or- no, no, no. So we've, we've played around. So Mr. Coyer's definitely the most established like business we've done together but we've Mm. always ever since we were together we've always had a bit of a side project we tinkered once with doing an online um gallery so something like red bubble i don't know if you've you know where you can yeah, buy prints yeah. online oh yes we and use then that you can t-shirts for merch oh cool yes yeah yeah, yeah. we've used them so yeah. um so we were like you know playing with some of that but it was always very small and we we're always like you know we never really treated it as something bigger we were always mm. like keeping it small and small and so like we were still learning a lot of that stuff as it was small um, and then it's grown into into Mr. Coy, but uh, we've always been thinking. We always kind of think about, oh, that would be a fun idea. Oh, that would be a fun idea. Like that'd be really cool. And kind of investigated a little bit, and then you realise, no, actually, that's not really something that I want to build because if we build that, then maybe it becomes a bit more of a prison than it does a you know a, 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 a life. Like that's yeah. not the type of business we want to build. And then when we got to you know, investigating Mr. Coyer and, and potentially like getting Mr. Coyer, like it really did tick a lot of boxes for us from the creativity and the design side um, and then be, being able to like realistically run it with little ones while you're mm. a young family and you can kind of take them to meetings and, and you can do the work out of hours and you can, you know, put people in place to help support the more 24-hour responsibility. So, yeah, it's definitely a business that we thought, yeah, this is this is the right one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Because yeah. it is Yeah, how do you so you take Sophia around with you to meetings yeah. everywhere and, <laughs> and I think that's why it's so nice to make sure that you are working with people that are supportive. And I feel like more and more now you know, people are so happy for the baby to, to come along. And I think there's just that little bit more preparation in terms of making sure that they're fed and um, that you kind of try and get your timings aligned and um, try and make sure they're a bit slept and, and those kind of things. But generally it's so manageable, mm. I, I think. Um, and as long as you realize, like like we said before, like it's never going to be perfect and just don't worry about it being perfect. So mm-hmm. just forget about it being perfect, but try and – you do whatever you can to stay present in the moment so you can like yeah. be cognitively 
like there. Functioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And make sure, yeah. you know, had a coffee. But yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely a growing acceptance, particularly around the people that I work with, mm. where you just, you know, bring them along and a friend of mine who still, you know, works for a large corporation, you know, it's funny, their HR policies are all around, like, bring your whole self to work. And, you know, they talk about that at, a, like, a high-level policy perspective. Mm. But I think at our level, you know, I really feel like we embrace it. Like, my whole life, it's not just my whole person. Yeah. Like, my entire life comes with me. Yeah, well, yeah, well, kids are. You're like, like that's the thing. I know, it's not the I've bought food. I've got a bouncer. Yeah. I've got a toys. <laughs> like, everything comes. Yeah, but isn't that life? I think yeah. that's – Yeah. I think for women – to be able to succeed in the workplace and for us to be able to flourish. And I think we're needed yeah. in the workplace. Yes. Much more, you know, to have workplaces that are equal, to have women who are running things <laughs> and in charge of things. Yeah. The reality is, I mean, yeah. some people also, you know, you can swap the roles around so that dads are way more involved. Yeah. But the reality is we want, we need to have more flexible workplaces. We yeah. need to be able to work from all different places and yeah. have our kids in the mix and, yeah. and have partners more involved or you know have a mix of childcare and not feel guilty about it and bring it also it's more family friendly because then because I do think we're so like women are so valuable and our perspective is so valuable in companies I mean I see that and I I was curious about this with Mm. you and Omar and also Yemen too just having a perspective that's like from a female perspective Mm -hmm, within mm -hmm. a business from my point of view has really helped the guys yeah because I think it means that there's sort of yeah, just a balance of views yeah. and a balance of understanding. And yeah. I might say something and they're like, oh, we never thought about it like that. Or they'll say something to me and I'll be like, oh, I never thought about that mm-hmm. like in that way. And mm-hmm. yeah, have you found that? Absolutely, that 100%. And I think um, Omar's, just in terms of personality types, Omar's very much a like an eagle eye view. Like he's, he's very much the very much. looks at things from a big thinker and top down Mm. um yemma is probably in between he likes to try and connect it um and then i'm very much like the execution detailed person so i'm running on the ground and omar's flying above and yemma's like in there making sure that everything speaks to each other that we're always on brand that you know Mm. all of it's kind of coming together you know between the three of us and this is you know such an important business thing the way that we run our business is we don't make any big decisions until all three of us have had you know a focus meeting on the subject because we recognize that everyone's viewpoint feeds in something that no one else has thought of so you can only get to the decision you want to if all of us have had a chance to download on it you know what I mean yes and so yeah it's it's so imperative and I also think to kids like the number of things that I've looked at Sophia's a little bit too young but my three-year-old it's so well recognized that kids operate at genius levels like in terms of creativity and in terms of problem solving that I often find when I've got this is like a two-part answer like I love having my three-year-old when I'm trying to think about things because I'll talk to him about what I'm trying to do let's say Mm. and then he'll go and do it in a different way and I'm like oh my god that's such a genius way I've never even thought about 
doing it like that because it's even like kids can bring so much to the table if you're looking if you're willing to observe kids solve and I'm going to say my son loves our mayor shirt like red is his favorite color and he's obsessed with the mayor shirt right Mm. so if he's ever in the office and I someone's packing a a mayor shirt he gets in and he wants to help but he'll often help pack it in, in a different way to anyone else right and then you're like oh I never thought about doing it like that. And so it's nice to also have kids around and recognize that children also have so much creative genius in them that we can also learn from the kids. Um, But the flip side of that is you also try not to work around the kids. And so that's one of the struggles that Omar and I are having at the moment with our family life and trying to blend it and balance it all is that we want to try and quarantine sections of our time where the work doesn't flow over into Mm -hmm weekend time so Mm. it's like do what and so for example for me I have to get super disciplined about Thursday night has to be my work everything has to be finished by Thursday night I can't have any like loose threads because otherwise Friday morning I'll try and get them done and then my whole Friday which is my day with the kids solely like I have both of them and that's our day to like just really super hang out it all just goes you know the whole day just becomes a bit of a wish wash Mm mm-hmm if you aren't disciplined about not doing any work on that day. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's the biggest yes. struggle with running a, you know, a business and and it, having it so blended is that you have to quarantine that time. Otherwise, you, you just you so need it. Out yes. And you're not present. And you're not. No, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my little project at the moment of like, quarantining time I like that quarantining okay because I need to work on that too because I'm finding that at the moment that if you're trying to do everything then you don't do the work yeah well enough either exactly as well as spending time with the kids full-time and yeah. they want your curiosity I love that idea that you that creative genius of kids it's so true like yeah. I just they are just little like they're they're amazing for ideas you just have to watch closely and I feel like I would love someone in childcare services. I'd love to do it, but I don't really have a childcare skill set. I love kids, but um, I'd love someone to fuse childcare and like these big problem solve, like these, like take like the top 10 world problems that exist at the moment mm. and then implant a, like a little desk station someone like, like a put, think tank yeah a little three think tank in a little <laughs> three-year-olds and like do it properly so they feel like it's just play like they're mm. not trying to complete a task and I reckon there would be so many genius ideas in there and they could like help solve a lot of these problems that we as adults just can't think of because we just don't have that capacity anymore it's yeah. been like trained out of us that's what it is it's often our creativity is kind of beaten out of us it by is. the system by our self-esteem by 100%. our fear often yep. it's just about fear of yes. putting out what we really think and, yeah. and kids don't have that yet they're you know it's just play it's just yeah, play for them because everything's new and they're seeing everything for the first time whereas that's why I love kids because often like we can see an elephant and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. But that's because we've labelled it. That's mm. an elephant. Yeah. But kids, they don't even see that. You, you might not even have a word for that thing that they're seeing and they're mm. just amazed by this creature that's in front of them that's new. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with everything, everything in their life. They're like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, jo- that joy and that kind of childlikeness, mm. we, that's why I think James and I have built what we've done and, and I love 
like hanging out with them and that sense of humor. And I think Mr. Koya has that same fi- sense of fun mm. and playfulness about yeah. it. Yeah, because really we're all just big kids walking around trying to in suits, trying to pretend to be to be adults, to be adults. Yeah, and actually being a kid is great. You yes, know? and that joy you want to kind of carry that joy and that idea that actually things don't have to be a certain way just because they've always been that way. Yeah, and it is. It's so like the most important thing that you can do is have like make someone else feel good like in your interactions right Mm. and I think it's that's the stuff that lasts is like how you make people feel and I think we're all in the game of trying to make people feel better and have that human interaction and because we don't have enough human interaction so like the more you can foster that is the best and I think from a customer service perspective like the best thing you can ever do in business is just like throw so much love at your customers because it just comes back and it makes you feel amazing. Yes, that is it's just so it's just like true. this little you know love economy. They're yeah. just like you put it out there and it comes back yes. even like tenfold. And that's life. It's, yeah, that's that's such a great lesson for life and business and parenting and everything. You just got to throw out as much love as you can while also saying. No, nope. <laughs> putting in your quarantine boundaries a bit no. um, and just so you're trying to get it. But I also think, yeah, it's never, ever going to be perfect. No, it's just so, such a mishmash and, and as long mm. as you're happy with the mishmash then and, you know, it looks good to you, then keep going. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, so I have one more question. What piece of advice would you give to Ali who was sort of starting out with like – you know, finishing school and figuring out what you want to do, what kind of advice would you give to Ali back then? I would say be – so I wanted to do – I actually wanted to do like design and biology. I wanted to combine design and biology, right? It's a really – such an odd combination in my mind that's what I wanted to do but I went biology because it was safe and so I went I went business because it was safe and um my thinking at the time was well if I if I want to have an impact on something then I need to be able to be in a position to like um make the decisions and and that tends to be business people so I'll do business and I'll try and get to that seat where I can make some decisions and then I'll be able to like play in design and biology so I kind of I've gotten there, but it's taken me like the long way around. I think I probably would have said to myself, like, just go with design and biology. Like, I know it doesn't make sense, but if it makes sense in your gut and it seems to be the right thing for you, like, you just got to stick with that and don't try and play safe. That's probably what I would say because the best, like, easily the best idea I've ever had was to, you know, um, chase Omar, <laughs> and like that was totally, totally not safe. Like that was not the safe path at all. Like it was, and but it's been the best path, and it was the one that was so aligned with my gut thinking. So yeah, that, that's probably what I would do. Like, just try not to play safe. Don't play safe. I love that. I love that. Don't play safe. Get out there. Get in the game. Get in amongst it. Yeah. Get in the arena and, you know, you might fall down a few times. But, yeah, yeah, that's wonderful advice. (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you so much, Ali. It's been a ball. Thanks so much. It's been so great. And we can find Mr. Koya shirts at mrkoya.com. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Correct. Yeah. That's it. Fantastic. So um, definitely go and check out their website. It's it's really, really cool. Thanks, Claire. No worries. Okay. Oh, and thank you, Sophia. You have been a gem. Yes. Oh. Thanks, darling. Future podcaster.
Good on Lamar's. Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? Lamar's. Those colourful toys. Yes, they're great. Really good. Yes, I totally. Oh, she's giving us the biggest smile. Yeah, exactly right, mate. You've done very well. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, Claire Tonti, and this week with Ali Khan. I hope you enjoyed this chat and I hope you loved hearing little Sophia in the background giggling away. I think I took most from her the idea of taking risks of not being afraid to get into the action and, and give it a go. And also that idea of the roller coaster. You know, there's lots of ups and downs, but you just got to keep pushing through the momentum to get through those downs to reach those highs again. So advice for life and also business and maybe also parenting as well. Okay, if you find you'd like to know more about this show, you can go to planetbroadcasting.com and we have lots of fantastic podcasts there to listen to. And you can find me on Instagram at Claire Tonti or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And you can go to mrkoya.com for some fabulous shirts if you're out there in the market for a button-up shirt. And for our charity campaign, we're running until the end of August. We're supporting Care Australia and women and girls living in extreme poverty around the world. And that includes families living through the Syrian refugee crisis. So to donate to that, you can go to the link in the show notes below. And I think that's it from me this week. As always, a big thanks to the Raw Collings for editing this episode and keep on keeping on. Also, thanks everybody for your emails. I've been loving receiving emails from people who listen to the show. It's just so lovely. So if you'd like to write in and tell me about what you're doing, you can head to justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. And as always, stick to the course, guys. You can do it. Okay, till next week. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.